Hi guys, welcome back to season three of episode nine of Melon Girl Problem Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about gatekeeping in video games. Now, I'm sure many of you have played video games or done it as a hobby or relaxation or does it as an actual career because, you know, the game industry is very popular right now. And, you know, we all need different people to work in different fields to help create video games. Do you ever consider yourself, quote unquote, a real gamer or even a gamer at all? If yes, what do you think that makes you one or qualifies you as one to be a gamer? And if you said no, then explain why not in your mind. Because someone come up to you and said to you, if you didn't meet a certain criteria, what qualification that you met as a true gamer, then who is the, that person who takes it on themselves to be the like superior or overlord of who could decide who isn't a real gamer in the first place? And according to a quick definition of gatekeeping, according to that, it's a, defined as the activity of controlling and usually limiting a general access to someone. It is a vast and deep issue in all types of communities but it doesn't seem to hit harder and a little bit harder in the gaming community. During the video game industry has grown over the years, and currently today, many people have chosen the activity to actively gatekeep in video games, from not playing the right games to being harassed out of a game because a person is the typical player. A lot of times, or majority of times, it seems to, be to give the gamers everywhere a bad rep, especially to those of it, like the gamer girls. Like They're also being hit hard by very sexist men, in the gaming community, not all men, just some of the men, you know, make very uh, sexist comments to gamers who, who either have on their mics, you know, and they say one word, and then the toxic gamers just come on and just, like, make them, like, quit the game if they actually enjoy playing. And, you know, you try and think, what right do they have to justify that type of gatekeeping? You know, you try to get everyone a bad rep. And what lengths do gatekeeping goes to try to hinder more people from, like, enjoying to play the video game that they actually enjoy? And what point does all this become fairly ridiculous and downright stupid? The First of all, I'd like to acknowledge that there are some people who do gatekeep. In some cases, gatekeeping does come from a very stifling emotion it's typically like the outsiders are crashing into space they usually exclusively there's also making them feel like their people are ripping their safe space away from their own hands which is not entirely true especially in the video game industry where it grew from a certain size to most video games were only played by a certain group of people and that were subsequently often made fun for this kind of shifts over the course of the year it's how what was once nerd culture is now considered pop culture so everything that was once uncool and now is mainstream Gatekeepers might feel the need to protect over these things because of how they were viewed negatively in the past and for their passion towards it, which is kind of sad. Because as myself, I consider myself a gamer girl. I don't play like the mainstream games like Call of Duty, maybe like uh, legal, not legal legend, but like, you know, like those standard typical like mainstream games that I don't normally play. I'm more of an RPG person like Final Fantasy, Persona. PC games sometimes, you know, but everyone has their own niche of games they play. However, the rise of video game wasn't a success overnight sensation. Within the years of expansion, the issue of gatekeeping is still a large problem today within the gaming community. Wouldn't it should be more welcoming? As much as it has gotten competitively better, it's only progressing at the snail's pace as gatekeepers quite possibility becomes more and more toxic. And then there is a problem that would have in one's own opinion and preferences where the issue lies claiming someone is a fake gamer for not agreeing with them. This is a broad category topic coming with many different topics based on ideas of what makes a person a real or true gamer. 
really depends on the individual or group of individuals. But it doesn't make sense to me or someone who is also a gamer. Anyone can be a gamer who plays a game on easy, difficult, or hard mode on any type of console. Someone's preference or even maybe they're not dedicated enough to play the game because it doesn't keep their interest or it is not for them because they play a game less than a certain amount of hours. A well example this is a game known as Dark Soul, a game known for its difficulty. It has built a rotation for the players that consider finishing the game essential to becoming a gamer. This is a large issue with this class in this because what many people can't couldn't or can't afford a console or certain games, this develops a niche or issue that only notable change in the area in Southeast Asia and not in a country like Malaysia and Singapore. More mobile game region supreme, creating a rich community for free games accessible accessible to mostly anyone and there is a podcast by the name of just ordinary gamer that was established in january 2019 but they explore and go more in depth in uh arguments going deeper into the cliche within the gamer community and the effect of youtube gaming on the gamers opinions and the host on on experience with this type of gatekeeping um then the term gamer girls in the earlier days we did either skip to be the pastime made exclusively for boys it made sense at the time it was targeted towards young boys most of the time considering the type of game that rose to um, prohibit or progress during the industry's um, time of growing however those days are long gone despite the general perception that men dominate the entire gaming market not necessarily true there are also get women in the gaming market as well and there are some types of women who actually lead some of the games that we love and love today it's actually a ratio that's more balanced. In Saudi Asia alone, the numbers of women who play video games have increased to 40% in 2019. This doesn't negate the fact that female gamers have been seen to, make, to feel more unwelcome in the gaming community by a large number of people. The term gamer girl it used to be labeled by female gamers negatively and used to come with the connotation that these women play video games for the attention of their male counterparts. That is not true. Most of the time, gamer girls play for their own satisfaction of releasing stress and you know that's like playing video games or they make a career out of or they are on a design team for a video game depending on the field as the landscapes of the world begins to shift and progress even more gaming for girls have improved as well with initiatives like the female gaming league gain support as i mentioned before more women gaming in general there's still a lack of female gamers in the community and large though women at any level of the industry have faced harassment and sometimes at the worst levels of harassment is death and rape threats whether it be the gamer themselves, gamer developers, or streamers, especially those who, who are girl gamers on Twitch have uh, gotten a lot of like threats and sexist comments on their Twitch streams, and a lot of their uh, followers and community have sent up for them and told people to stop it. But as an extreme and significant uh, example of the whole hashtag gamer gate controversy that happened in 2014, what began with better intentions devolved into a harassment campaign towards many women in the industry. Many still feel the after effect of this event to this day. In the extension video posted earlier in 2020, um, SVB, uh, a YouTuber on a YouTube channel, discussed the issues at length by citing studies and testimonies. He takes the first person shooter game Overwatch as a start point in the discussion that the female gamers are constantly being harassed in game, and then later points out they are less likely to play these games in general because of the negative connotation that is forced upon them and they're likely are mostly to like quit their favorite game of playing. Similarly, streamers uh, spontaneous has a series on YouTube on the strange things gamers say to her just because she's a female gamer. 
Most of what she said to her extremely upsetting, and the series that started in 2018 has over 16 videos to date. This is also where they debatably discuss the IGN checkpoints episode about sexual misconduct in esports, where taught to body and reason all that people still use their gender against them in a, der- in a derogatory way. And then, when it comes down to gatekeeping gaming, which is immediately like with anything else, the emotions that are, that are from the source of the problem are completely human and understandable, so empathies need to understand the root of all of it. But considering how long it's been going on, there's no need to be a point where it should stop. There needs to be a point where it needs to stop and stop completely because you're ruining the experience for everyone who wants to get into gaming. Empathy should come from both sides, but there's no reason to continue gatekeeping when the video game industry is becoming more global, showing no time to slowing down anytime soon. At some point, it becomes ridiculous and only patriarchs the hate and mentality that should be kept in the past. Why should some groups be allowed to police the enjoyment of a person who just don't have some fun playing video games? And that goes to the long ascent of how do you address it? How do you stand up for those people in the gaming community? And what's the best way to tackle it? And I think recently the implications that sometimes people viewing like gatekeeping is a type of control. And when the access is, is more or less sad because you're discouraging people who either call themselves gamers or not really just enjoy the fun because it's bad for the gaming community. Like even new gamers who are born every single day. Maybe they're just trying Witcher 3 for the first time and they're not hooked. Or maybe they get sick of it and need something else to fill their time. Last time I checked, being a gamer is not a real club and there are no rules. And furthermore, no one is collecting merit badges. They almost only play single player games. Or like I said, Call of Duty or others used to play or replay one or two games over, over again because that's their favorite. There is no right way to be a gamer, but gatekeeping is, is the wrong way. Game communities have built around different games, different councils, even different developers. There are different types of game, but overall it's a self-identity for them. Unlike citizenship or the Girl Scouts, there is no government body or merit badge determining to who is and isn't a gamer. Furthermore, people who decide to act like a government body and discourage people from calling themselves gamers or gaming in general don't deserve that, that title themselves. Gaming speak is becoming more and more accessible to casual gamers or individuals who may never have considered picking up the controller. Um, AAA developers, a gaming a mobile gamer developer at a faster, larger rate like Elder Scroll Blades, systems like the Nintendo Switch are built on both nostalgia and convenience. There are no lines to be drawn in the sand. They're just people who game. Gaming communities like Xbox are even investing to make it more affordable to adapt with controllers, which allow for more exclusive plays for those who aren't able to use traditional controller due to disabilities. Cross-platform is like picking up the steam with big console advertising together as the game community comes closer together. And there is no room for gatekeeping. I know I'm not the only person who goes to something like this and it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart that there are many people out there who are hell-bent on telling other people that they don't belong in gaming communities or any community. I will forever stand by my principle. If you play a game, then you are a gamer. And that's my final stance on that. And I hope you enjoyed episode 9 of season 3 of Mellon Girl Podcast because I would do, be doing a lot of gatekeeping in different communities. Today will be video games and next week we'll focus on anime and different gatekeeping different community. And I just want to hear your thoughts and you know what you think of gatekeeping, how people should like band together and stop it. If you can message me on Instagram or Snapchat, I would thoroughly appreciate it and like to hear your thoughts and opinion about gatekeeping and how is there a way people can stop it and send up people whether you be a gamer or not, or a girl gamer, like how can you stick up for these people who are tired of hearing the harassment every single day in their life? And how can video games developers also help, you know, 
find a way to make sure you get keeping to stop because we want to enjoy video games just like everybody else. And I hope you enjoyed the podcast today and I'll see you real soon. Until then, bye.